Big amen. Now we celebrate the Lord Jesus once again. Hallelujah. Let me please proceed it. Amen. So we started out yesterday emphasizing the fact that a revival is not a crusade for sinners. It is an increased measure of God's operation in the life of his people. And it is very important we walk in that consciousness. Because oftentimes when people hear the word revival, the assumption is that, oh, people need to be saved. While that is a critical part of revival, yet we need to realize that that is not limited to revival. I will say that number one, the revival is a stead up move of the spirit upon people of all age groups and status that culminate in a fresh passion for God, the interest of his kingdom, and an unprecedented turnaround in every life. We also said the revival is the move of the spirit that unleashes on God's people an insatiable longing for supplication, resulting in massive salvation of souls, transformation of destinies, and explosive church growth. Just strings. No melody, just strings, please. And we said five things that God is going to do in the second half of this year. We said number one, God is going to lift. Number two, is going to prosper. Number three is going to do what? Guide. Number three is going to do what? Heal. And number five is going to what? It's going to bless us. I want us to understand that it is not only people's bodies that need healing. Sometimes there are families that need healing. There's a passage in scripture where the Bible says that, you know, the sons of the prophet, you know, I, I can't remember the full details of that, you know, um, passage now but remember that the bible says i think it was the water that was maybe um, the water needed healing or something like that and the bible says they went to elisha it said nobody could drink from that water and the bible says elisha carried out a prophetic action and the bible says that the water was healed to this day so waters can be healed lands can be healed the land the atmosphere over the life of a person, the work of someone's hand may need healing. So if God is saying that in this second half, he's going to lift us, he's going to prosper us, he's going to guide us, he's going to heal us, and he's going to bless us. Our expectation of this fivefold promise should be in every area of our lives. And I pray for you that in the remaining days of this year, you will not miss God's lifting. You will not miss his prosperity. You will not miss his guidance. You will not miss his healing. And neither will you miss his blessing in the name of Jesus. We also said the revival is provoked and it is not completely a sovereign act of God. We said that a revival can be provoked principally through prayer. And we said we all need a revival when we realize that religion and busyness for God has taken over prayer and personal word study. When you realize you are working more for God than you are getting closer to God, then you need a revival. It's just like when you are servicing your car. You have driven the car for a while. And the reason you take it for servicing is not because you have done something wrong with the car. It's because you are actually doing the right thing with the car. So, when it is obvious you need a revival, it could be an indication that it's even because you have been doing the right thing. So, there is a need for refilling. We also said we need a revival when we notice an apathy in our lives to the things of God. Now let me tell you this, this has nothing to do with maybe the priest and the pew. A pastor can become 
uninterested. You can get to a point. Let me tell you this. I know what I'm saying. You can get to a point where, as anointed as you are, you you just you just you just lose interest. The things that used to get you excited, the things that used to break your heart, no longer breaks your heart. And that can happen to any one of us when you realize we are getting to that place. Then you need to lock yourself up and pray up a revival. Let me tell you this. Thank God for the platforms and the structure we have as a church. Oh, that every six months, we always ensure, especially when we're stepping into a new season, we present ourselves before God. We create that time of prayer and fasting, you know, and to hear God's word. But there may be times that you personally, you may need to do that. Even when your church does not organize it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? One of the things I had a lot growing up was a culture of retreat. You hear people saying they are going on retreat. You hardly hear it anymore. You know where you hear it now? In corporate environments. He said they are going on a retreat. And that one retreat is not the one we knew growing up. It's the retreat where you go and take coffee and snacks and buffet. Strategic meeting. That's the retreat now. But growing up, the retreat, when people tell you they are going to retreat, it's not five-star hotel. No. They are going into one bush. To go and sort it out with God. To pray until they get answers. Today, people go into the place of prayer and fasting. They've not even gotten answer. They say, I've prayed. You have not prayed. Prayer is not an end in itself. It is a means to an end. That's one thing this generation needs to remember. Prayer, I'm going to say that again. Some might need to write it down. Prayer is not an end in itself. It is a means to an end. Because what prayer is, right? A part of prayer is communication between divinity and humanity. And when you pray, you must either hear from God. Number two, or God must show you something. Number three, you must get a note of victory that your prayer has been answered. So we also need a revival when there is an increase in knowledge but very little transformation. And yesterday we spent more time focusing on how to consistently experience victory. In the midst of opposition. Victory in life, victory in the marketplace, victory, you know, in business, in career. These principles can be applied to every area of our lives. And we said the things we need to note about opposition is that oppositions are a part of life. So oppositions are not things you run away from. Oh, I learned that very early. I remember as a student, I've told us this a couple of times. Those are moments in my life I will never forget for as long as I live. During all the days, I think that started when I was in 200 level. But everybody would go home, you see. And um, I would stay back in school. And I would just invest in myself. I would pray, I would study the word. You know, go for different meetings. Sometimes travel out, um, travel out of the school environment. You know, to go to some other parts in the country. You know, and just go for courses and trainings. And it was during that time of my life, I learned so many things. Learned so many things. It was that time I realized that, see, no matter how spiritual you are, you will experience opposition. No matter how carnal you are, you will experience opposition. Everybody will experience opposition. And I remember one scripture I discovered that time, that season in my life, was a scripture about a man that saw a lion and ran away from the lion. The Bible says that when he was running away from that, he met a bear. He ran away from the bear. He finally got home. And he thought finally he had escaped. The Bible says as he was resting in his home, he was struck by a serpent and he died. 
whatever you are running away from we only grow bigger in the future so you don't run away from opposition you fight it you confront it and that's why we said the first step to experiencing victory is what what's the first key never run away from a fight never 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 you never run away from a fight you confront it you must possess a fighting spirit as a believer an offensive spirit we also said opposition is a constant on the path of greatness we also said you and your life your destiny will never be greater than the level of victory you have experienced over oppositions and anytime opposition shows up in your life you should be excited because you know why your level is about to change the level is about to change you know if you are writing students are usually excited when they are going for lectures but when it is announcement for cat an exam people get uncomfortable but that's the time to be excited because you're about to move to the next level at least in life because if you take lectures for 10 years and you don't write exam you will stay in 100 level for the rest of your life that's the way it is in the realm of the spirit until you are tested you can't be trusted and now we trust you right when you pass the test of your current level see god is not sentimental the earlier we realize that the better god is not sentimental with entrusting you with things he will first test you and if you don't pass it you will keep taking the classes and one of the ways it tests us is by bringing up or not bringing allowing oppositions allowing oppositions you see job the bible says that he was living in fear and the devil saw it he saw it as an access an opportunity to afflict job job never knew god had already blessed him but somewhere at the back of job's mind he was always thinking that oh i may lose these things one day i may just lose these things and the devil saw that as an opportunity of access and god said well since he has broken the head because the bible says whosoever breaks the egg this happened to strike right so after everything that happened what the devil was really after was for job to curse god was for job to renounce his relationship with god the devil was tempting job but god allowed it as a test that's why if you study job chapter 42 the bible says and the latter end of job was better than his beginning every opposition you go through let me tell you you cannot come out of it and remain the same way you were that's why when the three hebrew boys were thrown into the fiery furnace when they came out the version of them that went into the fire was not the same version that came out they were just three hebrew boys shadrach meshach and abednego when they were thrown into the fire but when they came out they became government officials they became national heroes the bible says even the king said nobody must have any other god except the god of these guys so never run away from oppositions if you want to taste victory in business in career see as a business person as a career person when some people begin to manifest as if they are demon possessed is an opportunity for god to change your level i hear what i'm saying people you've always been working with before you've always been doing business with all of a sudden it seems as if all hell has been let loose against you it seems as if they're beginning to work against you aha that is the time for you to change levels that's not the time to be complaining that's not the time to be saying god what is happening why me why not you 
that's the time for you to realize yes a battle i'm about to fight a battle imagine if the day the lion and the bear showed up to david in the wilderness david said ah god why me i just sat down why why is it that the lion didn't go to other people's flock why me he would never become king david oppositions come to build us up oppositions come to you know to strengthen us nobody develops muscles huh? by doing nothing how do you develop muscles how do you develop your biceps and triceps huh? through opposition right you lift weights you carry heavy things things that are heavier than you how do you rise in life how do you experience victory you face things that are currently bigger than you that's how you become victorious your name may be victor if you've not fought any battle it's just a name and you need to you you need to hand the name you know there are many victors that are victorious over nothing don't let that be you because in christ you are already victor even if your parents didn't give you victor you are victor but hand that name am i making sense tonight i pray for you that in the remaining days of this year may you experience victory oh may you know victory in the name of jesus over lack over sickness over stagnation over wickedness over every oppression over every backwardness in the name of jesus may you experience victory over error may you experience victory over failure the last failure you experience is the last you will ever experience in the name of jesus let's go further tonight so we said never run away or back down from a fight number two surround yourself with people who possess a fighting spirit it's very important in the days of opposition who is around you matter a lot number three identify your real enemy a part i wanted to mention yesterday but because of time i didn't get into it is to have a spiritual support system for every battle you are fighting in that passage of the scripture where we read that's exodus chapter 17 exodus chapter 17 and verse 10 to 13 the bible says so joshua did as moses had said to him and fought with amalek and moses and aaron and all went up to the top of the hill and it came to pass when moses held up his hand that israel prevailed when he let down his hand amalek prevailed but moses's hand were heavy and they took a stone and put it under him and they sat there on and aaron and all stayed up his hands the one on the side and the one on the other side and his hands were steady until the going down of the sun and joshua discomfited amalek and his people with the edge of the sword so joshua was on the battlefield he was fighting but there was somebody praying to the undiscerning you would think the only reason why joshua was winning was because he was a swordsmith was because he knew how to use the sword well well that is a critical part of his victory right but it was not limited to that he had someone well not someone he had some people praying for him the bible says when moses hand was lifted joshua will be winning when moses got tired that's one of the things the holy spirit taught me this year and expressly 
That's all of the things we've been doing in this church this year. It's creating structure like never before. Restructuring the old system. He said the most important thing you need to do is to protect your strength as a senior pastor of this church. See, let me tell you this. There are so many things I'm getting to realize it's not my job as a pastor. It can be the job of pastors, but the founder, the senior pastor, the visionary is not my job. Because as long as Moses gets tired, Joshua and Israel's army will lose. No matter how good they are. The Bible says that Aaron and all had to ensure that as tired as he was, his hand was lifted. Because if that hand comes down, the battle is over. So it's very important. Let me tell you something that's very critical that you must know as a believer. You can't fight your battles alone. It is foolishness to try to do so. I've seen a lot of Christians, some people come to church, they say things like, I just like to do my own thing. We can see your results. It's very evident in your life. Oh, I'd like to do my own thing. You know? I, just, I, I don't want to get close to anybody. We understand your reservation. Maybe you've been hot somewhere. And it is wisdom to know who to get close to. But to say, oh, I just want to do my own life alone. Ah. <laughs> oh, I pity you. Most times it's not even just you I pity. Especially for the men. is your family I pity. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because I've been there. I've been there. When you feel I'm man enough. I, I can undo my... Nobody is man enough. Even Jesus, when he came to the... Didn't you notice that when Jesus was about to be crucified... The son of God. He still asks his own people that he trained. Three of them to pray with him. If their prayers were not necessary, he wouldn't have taken them along. Every time he wanted to raise the dead, he would still take his people along. You think it's just for observation? Even though many times they slept off. But at least still pray. Even if it's five minutes, pray. One of the greatest assets of a believer, of a child of God, please listen. If you're a member of this church and you are truly connected, one of your greatest assets is your pastor. Am I making sense? I came to learn that in recent years. And when I learned it, the trajectory of our life just shifted. There are battles you should not see. There are, your pastor does not need to know details of everything that is happening. There are things my pastor does not know the details. Well, what, I remember, I think, I mean, what year was that? I think it was 2020 yet when before lockdown started that day i was gonna you know i got something in the house that I needed fixing so i called one of the guys that works in the house um to help me fix it so the guy was delaying in coming so i went out of the house and those were times when you know i still felt i could just do anything so i just left the house and when i got to the place where i was going to get one or two things he just called me you know that the guy was in the house and I knew that the guy would do rubbish. Those are the kind of people that you must monitor what they are doing. Or else, when you get home and you don't, you have to call them back to come and redo it again. So when I had, I just said, oh, let me take a bike. So I took a bike. And the moment I got on that bike, something in my spirit just didn't settle. And this spirit just showed me the picture of what was going to happen in the next five minutes. Some of us remember that story. Some of us that were in the old church. So in short, long story short, I had an accident. I went to the hospital. They put a POP on my leg. I was just like, <laughs> you know, you need to get to a point in your life where you become, you become angry. So they said, you know, that POP is going to be there. Is it six months or three months? They said, six months. I said, me. 
I'll now come to church. And be, as if the picture just didn't sit right. I remember Dr. Ayoleke might be watching out of our family in the UK. I told doctor, I said, doctor, said, I'm going to remove this. He said, ah, doc. I said, pastor, don't remove it. Though. I said, don't worry, you are a doctor, me, I'm a pastor. I said, if you come to church and you are trusting God for healing, I said, be you, that is say P.O.P. <laughs> Will you receive healing? <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> I just told my wife, I said, I'm going to remove this thing. He said, ah, you know, she didn't know what to say. Maybe to remove it, she was just looking. So I remember I asked my sister then, you know, my media sister, I said, oh, she has the contact of someone in, um, what they call this place? Is it Bobby or orthopedic, whatever? May I not go there again? <laughs> you know? And because the place where they did it, they said it's against professional ethics for them to remove it. So if I remove it, it's at my own risk. I have to go somewhere else. So they also asked, why do you want to remove it? I, I know I did not lie. But I told them that it has to be removed. And I remember that day, we were in the car. I think it was first aid I was driving. And I just called my pastor and I told him what happened. And Reverend said, it will, I'll never forget that statement. He said, it will go the same way it came and it will leave no trace behind. It will leave the way it came and it will leave no trace behind. Within one week, I was walking up and down. What they said I will carry for six months. See, I can tell you stories upon stories upon stories. If you want to live your life alone, fantastic. In fact, it relieves stress from some people. But be carrying it by yourself. These are biblical principles. You see, even when you cannot access certain people, have your own community of people. It's one of the reasons why, you know, for those of us in the workforce, I said we're going to initiate something by the second half of the year, and I'm going to take it very seriously, the gateway clusters. That there's going to be a cluster in the whole church. Everybody, as long as you are connected to this, as you must belong to a cluster. And it's not a cluster where you just be GC about man, you are. Uh -uh. You must have a group of people that if push comes to shove, you can call in the midnight and they can pray with you. That's what it means to be a Christian. It's not just coming to church on Sunday morning and wearing your best attire. That's how we live victoriously. Somebody hearing what I'm saying? Because there will be times that you will be tired. And the time you are tired, will betide you if everybody that you can call upon they are also tired. So if you're going to experience victory, you must have a spiritual support system for every battle you are fighting. So I want you to ask yourself, do you have a spiritual support system? Who is praying with you? Who is praying for you? Don't be too contemporary. I hear what I'm saying. Don't be too tush. What this thing that the pastor is saying. I understand where pastor is coming from, you know, but we don't need such things. Ah. Peter, Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell ah, shall not prevail against it. You know what happened? The one that they said will be the founder, as it were, of the church of Jesus Christ. What happened? They locked him up. They locked him up. With the prophet. See, it was not prophet Elijah that prophesied over Peter. Jesus, the son of God. Yet, they locked him up. Before that, they already arrested James. And he died. James, the apostle of Christ, he died. The Bible says after that, the church woke up. You know why Peter didn't die? 
the bible says the moment they arrested peter the bible says the church began to pray and the church was not just a general church it was peter's own cluster because the bible says that peter himself had given up because they killed james i'm next how do i know he had given up the bible says that when the angel tapped him and brought him to the outer gate the bible says it was then he realized that he was not sleeping he actually thought it was a dream and the bible says that the moment he realized he had been set free he went to how did he know the house to go to if that's not the house where they've been praying he didn't go to any random house the bible says when he knocked on the door the people were praying and a lady came out was it Rhoda? or something that came out <laughs> sensitive Rhoda. i celebrate Rhoda. <laughs> says when she saw peter she ran back with excitement you know what those guys said even those guys even though they were praying they believe peter was dead they said it is his ghost <laughs> she said no it is peter but the reason peter didn't end up dead like james was because some people were praying for him he had the spiritual support system the people in your life what do you talk about Oh, there is nothing wrong in having contemporary friends that you are thinking about vacation together. It's a fantastic place to be. But I hope as you are thinking of vacation plans, you are also thinking of prayer plan. You are also talking about fasting plan. One of our friends was telling us recently, and that day, you know, I'm a very conservative and quiet person. There are things that I hear and notice at times I just pretend as if I didn't hear it. I knew that God, you know, just brought those relationships closer to us recently. And one of those days, we were in our house and the wife said, Pastor, I'm thinking that, you know, three of us, you know, because there are three families, three of us like that, I said, I think we should organize sleepovers. I said, eh, what's that about? I don't have time for He said that we'll just come together and pray all night. I said, wow, fantastic. We'll consider it. When last did your friends tell you things like that? But you let's come together ah, it's been a while i saw you we have plenty gist that's what they come for we have plenty gist you see the holy spirit said something to me while i was preparing for this that baffled me that shocked me i never thought about it before how does the bible describe god in psalms 23 and verse 1 we all know that scripture the lord is what the Lord is what? My shepherd. How does the Bible describe your pastor? Huh? The same title the Bible uses to describe God is the same title it uses to describe a pastor. So there are things that will never happen in your life except God does it through your pastor. Learn it and know peace. A sheep without a shepherd seriously disadvantaged it will end up in somebody's cooking pot no matter how intelligent a ship is he cannot travel from here to ibadan successfully before he gets to Omiadio, somebody will already be tearing his pieces somebody would have slaughtered it so that become barbecue and please let me tell you this be careful of shepherds that also have no shepherd because there are many pastors rising up nowadays that you can't trace to anyone so who is your pastor god called me from heaven is a lie you, you are fake some of us there's this movie trending now it's a christian movie it's a good movie to watch professor daily all of us have seen it 
You know one of the things they asked him? So who is your spiritual company? He wanted to buy spiritual. It does not work like that. The reason why he entered into that predicament in the first place was because he was connected to no one. I'll watch it. It's a good movie to watch. <clears throat> Next is swift obedience to instructions. You want to live a life of victory and missed oppositions. You must adopt a lifestyle of swift obedience to instruction. And we see that in the 13th verse. The Bible says that Moses said to Joshua, he told him what to do. And the Bible says in verse 13, so Joshua did, can we have it on the screen please? Exodus 17, the same passage of scripture. Verse 13. Hallelujah. Somebody getting blessed tonight? All right. Go to verse go to verse 10. Let's start from verse 10. And it okay. All right, you see that? Let's read together one to go. So Joshua did what? As Moses had said to him. And fought with Amalek and Moses, Aaron, and all went up to the hill, to the top of the hill. So, and it came to pass when Moses held up his hand. Just go to verse 13. Go to verse 13. Let's skip all this because of time. And Joshua discomfited Amalek. That's old English words for defeated. And his people with the hedge of the sword. Did you see that? He did as Moses had said. He did as Moses had said. Your victory is largely predicated upon your capacity for obedience. The reason why many believers never taste of victory is because they can't obey instructions. See, the more you grow in the things of the spirit, the more you must learn how to follow divine instructions. That's why one of the things we do as a church starting out every year, there's a book we always read every year. How to be led by the Spirit of God by Kenneth Agin. We've been reading that book now for three, four years. Every year you read it. We've read it this year. If you didn't read it, and you were part of it, you know I mentioned it. If you didn't read it, you chose not to read it. You see, you will never get to a point where you graduate from divine guidance. Where you say, you know, I've already mastered how God speaks. I don't need to learn it again. You need to learn it again. It's something you must consistently learn and ensure that you keep developing because you can get to a point where you become dull of hearing. If Joshua had said, you know what? I'm a competent guy. I know how to use the sword. All this one that Moses is saying is not necessary. Let me do things my own way. He would have died. You know the reason why David never lost any battle? If you study the Bible, David fought 44 battles. And he never lost any. Why? Because every battle, before David would go to that battle, he would always ask God, what should I do? David never saw himself as being so smart that he did not need divine guidance. He never got to a point in his life where he assumed that, I've mastered this thing. He would always ask God, should I go? You know one of the ones that baffled me the most was the day the Bible says he delivered a particular nation. And he was hiding in their city. 
And when Saul learned that he was in that place, the Bible says Saul got all the soldiers and said, David is in this place, let's go attack him. You know, somebody else would have thought, uh-uh, one good turn deserves another. Now. The people are just him. And it is logical. It's logical. But let me tell you this, the fact that it's logical does not mean it is right. And as a believer, you need to understand that the Bible says that you will reap what you sow, not to wear you sow. That's one of the reasons people get offended. So the Bible says that David prayed and God said, these people, they will deliver you into Saul's hand. They, will, they have forgotten that you even helped them. And that was one of the reasons why his life was preserved. Immediately, he left the city. And when Saul had, the Bible says Saul turned back. Including strategy. I want to ask you a question. If you have 500 million naira in your account now, will you still pray about some things? It's a question you need to ask yourself. Some of us, the reason why you are praying is because you are in lack. And if that's your only motivation for prayer, your life is going to be seriously limited. As some of us, if you have 500 million naira now, if you want to buy land, you will not even pray about it. You will not ask God, God, where should I buy land? Because you can afford land anyway. You can. Almost anywhere in Lagos, you can. If you can't afford in Lagos, you will afford in Ogun State. Or your state. You can even buy some communities. So you don't need to pray anymore. I'm always reminded, sometimes back, I was reading the story, um, 30 years, um, I love reading stuff like that. 30 years, Kenneth Copeland, he was writing there, he, uh, there's a book like that, 30 years of his experience in ministry. And Kenneth Copeland ministry in the United States and Texas is one of the organizations that they don't pay for electricity. Because on their land, there's natural gas. How did they get it? God told him years before it was discovered to go buy the land. When it didn't make sense. Yes! Like 10 years before. He said, he didn't even have the money. He would drive past the place and look ah, this land is mine. We were looking at it like you are crazy. Can God speak to you when you have become financially comfortable? Can he guide you? Or it is mammon that will now start guiding you. Divine guidance. And Joshua did everything Moses said. And one of the ways God will lead you, child of God, ah, number one is principally through his word. Please write it down. Because a lot of times people say things like, ah, God is not speaking to me. He is speaking to you every day. Just open your Bible. When you open your Bible, you will see that it will speak to you. <laughs> like I had a story many years ago about a guy who said, he was just a new Christian. He said, God, I want you to speak to me. He said, anywhere I open in the Bible, I will receive it as you speaking to me. <laughs> so he opened his Bible and he saw, and Judas hung himself. Say, eh, no. <laughs> He closed it. He said, God, I will open again. Anything I open, I will believe you are the one speaking to me. He opened it again. And where his eyes fell, what thou shalt do, do quickly. He said, you know. <laughs> Close his Bible. <laughs> I hope you've not been reading your Bible that way. You know some people, that's how they read the Bible. 
randomly. They just open the Bible. Anywhere it falls, that's the Bible reading for the day. That's why people fall into so much error. That's why people wake up and say, Titan is not scriptural. That's why people say, you know what, Titan, you can use it to buy chocolate and eat it. And you have tightened to yourself. That's why people say that honoring your parents is not really necessary. They must understand that I'm still building my life now. See, principles are no respect of your circumstances. The only way to get out of the circumstances is to obey the principle. Am I making sense? So God will speak to you principally through his word. Through his word. You know, some people have also read the Bible upside down such that they believe prayer is no longer necessary. We are in the age of grace. You will soon notice grace. Don't worry. The embodiment of grace, Jesus, he prayed. And you know one of the things Jesus said is, when I come back, will I find faith on the earth? I think that's either Luke chapter 8 or Luke chapter 18. And what he was talking about was prayer. Never lose your prayer life. Never. So instructions will come to you, number one, from God's word. Number two, through the voice of your shepherd. Through the voice of your shepherd. That's why you can't have shepherds. You know, so many rascality in the body of Christ today. People who have family pastor, they have church pastor, they have business pastor. They have... What's that? Choose one. Have you seen a... <laughs> have you seen a flock being led by seven shepherds before? If there's more than one shepherd, there's one major shepherd. All that's are supporting the shepherd. You see, our house pastor, it comes to do VG for us every Friday. Family pastor. The church pastor says something. Family pastor says another thing. That's why there's no consistency in life. And many of those things we soon lead you into error. Trust me, I know what I'm saying. I was having a conversation to someone very close to me a while back. And this person was lamenting that what messed up our marital destiny was all this family pastor. Pastor that have no flock. Just going from house to house, giving people prayer points. Told the person's mother, who your daughter is dating, is not the husband she brought from heaven. If she marries that guy, the guy will jilt her. Unfortunately, she didn't know any better to us at that time. Ended the relationship. So the person they said is our husband from heaven. The marriage didn't last up to one year. Be careful. Follow the Bible. Don't be too smart for your own good. Some people believe the more the merrier. The more pastors you have, the, the merrier. You will soon fall into error. It's only a matter of time. I can assure you. I can tell you stories upon stories. Remember some, before we got married, first lady used to be close to some funny guys. So, they are the people that we always have this mindset of, you know, ah, um, you can pray in multiple places, oh, anywhere God answers you. If you have that kind of mindset here, may God deliver you. So, they told her to come to one place. Went there. She didn't even know what she was going to meet. And when she got there, he said, you know, that now that she has come, that her voice 
will go global. And the way God will amplify the voice is for her to buy a keyboard for that ministry. That's they are playing the keyboard. The world will be hearing you. And she told me, I said, I hope you didn't buy the keyboard. <laughs> is it right for a pastor to tell his congregation if there is a need in the church? Fantastic, yes. We don't do much of that here. But it's okay. There's nothing wrong in it. But to now use it to manipulate people, there's no, it's not scriptural. It's not. That's a situation where they will tell people, buy chair. So as you buy the chair, as you sit down on it, you will have a sitting place in your husband's house. And some of us, those are the th kind of things we like. So when you come to a church like this and they say, oh, they give you the word, they say, apply this word, you say, ah, Pastor Yoni, no, 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 the fire is, no. the fire you are looking for may not burn you. <laughs> Instructions also come from the inward witness. From the inward witness. When your spirit has become so developed to the point whereby there are things you may not even be able to explain how you got to know it, but you just know this is what I'm supposed to do. Not that you had an audible voice that say, my son, my son. But you just know. You just know. You just know. And let me say something about God leading you through the voice of your shepherd. The, the scriptural validation to it is also Samuel. When God spoke, so the person that gave that testimony that she saw me in a dream, my first lady, is very scriptural. It has happened to me several times. I remember when Gateway started, we were in a location. And that morning, I was about to go to church. <laughs> Nobody needed to tell me we needed to leave that venue. <laughs> I literally saw one of our mentors. I said, you are in the wrong place. We didn't finish our rent there. And I never told him. <laughs> you are in the wrong place. And it's not like I thought about him overnight or I was already, we are not even having problems with the venue. I said, you are in the wrong place. Ah, I said, we are in the wrong place. Just pack their things. When God was going to speak to Samuel, whose voice is Samuel here? It was Eli's voice. You know the reason why God has not been showing up to you through anybody? Because there are too many. So he does not even know which one to use. And also God will speak to you sometimes through an audible voice. But never ask for it. Everyone that has had an audible voice from God, they never ask for it. If you ask for it, you will hear a demon. No, and I'm not joking. Everyone studied the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Nobody that had, in fact, let me tell you something. Those who hear an audible voice, or people who say things like, you know, I was praying and Jesus appeared to me. They, they are no more spiritual than you because they didn't choose it. Everyone God has appeared to or spoken through and spoken to in a spectacular way is always for two reasons. Number one, they were too stubborn for God to hear, get across to them through any other means. E.g. Paul the Apostle. That guy, he was destroying what he was supposed to be building. Number two, when what God is about to say to you has to do with his agenda on the earth, you are going to do a major thing that will affect his kingdom or thousands of lives. Any other thing apart from that, you may never hear an audible voice. And hearing God from the word, from your pastor, 
and from the inward witness is not less spiritual than hearing from an audible voice am i making sense you want to live a life of victory number next embrace the life of competence if you go to that 13th verse as i begin to round up tonight have you been blessed can we go back to the 13th verse please all right exodus 17 not exodus 13 exodus 17 and verse 13 can we all read together one to go and joshua discomfited amalek and his people with what with the hedge of what of the sword with the hedge of the sword it simply means joshua was not only depending on prayer he knew how to fight with the sword many believers pray but they are not competent you are a carpenter you have fasted you have prayed mid-year fast god now opens doors for you to make furniture we have paid you you have delivered the furniture we sit down on the chair the chair is not balanced you will not be victorious <laughs> in the marketplace no 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 people send you a picture as a vendor when they see it it is what i ordered versus what i got A believer must be the most skillful around town. Am I making sense tonight? If you want to be victorious in the midst of opposition, see, no matter the opposition rising up against you, if you are the best at what you are doing, there's a way God will stand you out. When people read the story of David and Goliath, they just say, you know, one piece of clothes and stone, he just threw it and Goliath fell down. Please read your Bible and study history. The stone and the sling was a weapon of war that David had mastered. The Bible talks about, is it the tribe of, I can't remember that tribe. The, the Bible says that they were all skillfully using the sling. In fact, there's a part of the scripture that describes it that they could use a sling to divert an arrow. That when the enemy shoots an arrow, they can literally use that sling, the stone, to divert the arrow. You think that's a small job? You've got to develop competence. In the remaining days of the year, some of us may need to go back to sharpen our skills. I'm going to talk more about that tomorrow. Because tomorrow, I'm most likely maybe on um, Saturday, I'm going, I'm going to be talking on how God lifts out of smallness. Our smallness will come to an end this year. In the name of Jesus. By December, many of us will literally be a thousand times more. Some of us, you will see your account balance and you will not believe it. It'll be like, ah, you will call someone, please come and help me check. <laughs> oh, some of us don't believe it. It will happen. It will happen. It will happen. You know, this is how I said it at Breakthrough Festival. And it has happened for some people. <laughs> it will happen. It will happen. But you know one of the ways God makes it happen? It will increase your capacity. Your capacity for delivery am i making sense competence victory is not meant for the mediocre 
talent without competence is evidence of indolence so it simply means you are lazy don't stay with talent turn your talents to competence you may know how to do something well but after knowing how to do it well go and learn how to do it better learn how to be the best at it and you know the thing about competence is that it does not come through laying on of us i've always given that illustration imagine you are on board an airplane huh and you know like the pilots will always talk to the passengers before they take off let's even assume that i'm the pilot and you just hear my voice ah pastor so good to be on the same plane with pastor i said this is pilot pastor <laughs> you know people like titles pilot pastor aketala salmo welcome ladies and gentlemen on flights matthew 8 bastards <laughs> so i didn't go to flight school oh, but i fasted for 40 days and i believe by the power of the holy ghost we shall arrive at our destination will you stay on the flight as your pastor you will not stay because if we successfully lift off our landing is not certain <laughs> by the time we land <laughs> what we see is angels welcoming us home <laughs> it applies also in your work some of us says we graduated there has been no extra certification and you are in the corporate space even free courses you have not learned or you've not applied for don't be deluded by the money you are making now see one of the ways people stagnate is when they focus on making money instead of developing competence because the time is going to come that lack of competence will show it's going to show nobody may know when you are developing competence but a day is going to come when a demand will be placed on that skill if you don't have it that's how people become disgraced imagine the day david stood before goliath if david had not developed the capacity to solve impossible situations impossible problems never forget that the responsibility the father of david gave to him was to take your sheep sheep the bible says when the lion came david did not run away do you know if david had run away do you know it would be a testimony or you don't know if he dashed into the house hey and said what's wrong what's wrong say ha ah, 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 what is it david what is it david say ah, praise the lord what is it say a lion came the lion was about to attack me and i escaped in fact they will do thanksgiving the next sunday but david didn't run away it simply means he did more than the job they gave him some of us at our workplace the work they give you when they add that try say it's not part of my work description <clears throat> you know there is work description there is destiny description the more responsibilities you avoid what you don't know is you are losing the capacity to develop competence when david was fighting the bear and the lion the capacity he was developing was the capacity to fight goliath and he did not know if he had run away from the lion and the bear guess what the day he was in front of goliath or the day he saw goliath it would not have even entered his mind that he could kill goliath he 
will never have occurred to him. You know the reason why certain opportunities don't occur to some of us? Because the opportunities God has presented before you to develop the capacity to face the major situations, you run, you run away from those problems. You run away. Said it's not part of my job description. No, no, no. This is not what they hired me for. This is not what they hired me for. In fact, some of us, you laugh at people that seem to be doing more in the workplace. You even tag them. You give them names. Orgasmumu. The boss's boy. Or what do you guys call them? You know the names you call them. What do you call them? Huh? Orgal has born. You see, I'm not in your office, but the only ghost revealed to me. <laughs> so, God's last one. So, who's the work? No, they finish. Shall I go? They will even insult them that like this one. Uh. Now, your papa get the job. Your papa may not get the job, but your destiny requires it. Your destiny requires it. I never knew I was going to be a pastor. I never knew. But I thank God that when I was a young boy, when a lot of responsibilities was given to me in church, the only thing, there are very few things I can't do to set up a church service. I remember there was a day I was telling the leader of Embassage, I said, make sure when you guys want to sing, the lyrics are on the screen because everybody may not know your song. I said, anytime you do that, so you see, I'm casting you guys publicly now. I said, any day it happens again, I will send you guys off the stage and I will lead worship myself because I can. Don't I lead worship? My voice may not be like your voice, but my own anointing will support it. <laughs> I cannot, I can operate camera. I can operate picture, photograph, what do they call it now? Picture camera, video, I can do it. You know where I learned all those things from? Serving. That's why today when some things are not, I can literally tell when some things are not in place. If they say, I mean, I don't have to be a pastor, I would have been running away from my destiny without knowing. Because all my life, I thought what I would do is management consulting. And God must have been laughing. Hey, don't worry, you will consult for my kingdom. Continue. <laughs> be the best. Be the best at what you are doing. If you are a carpenter, be the best carpenter. Don't just be praying, God, open doors for me in this industry. Be the best in that industry. Because when Joshua was going to fight Amalek, he went with a sword. Not just with prayer. So sometimes, I always tell some people, let the prayer of your pastor work. Like my mom would always tell me when I was going to school. He said, Jeka Dura Wagba. Some people, they are praying for you, you are not reading. As a student. Some of us are praying for us to get a job. We are not submitting application. You are a business person. We are praying that you get clients. Nobody even knows you are selling what you are selling. I'm about to face some of my business people. You are online. You are not even posting anything. The last time you post or you posted was 2018 and you are not dead. I see you are alive. And when people don't patronize, like, ah, we thought you are no longer doing the business. Like, ah, I'm still doing it. Oh. How are we supposed to know you are still doing it? Because a lot of businesses, a lot of people are dead. They are just waiting to be buried. I hope your business is not like that. 
So when we are praying, you also apply competence. Moses didn't go to the field to fight on the behalf of Joshua. He was doing his part, but Joshua was also doing his part. Do your part. God wants to give you the victory. And like we said yesterday, you are fighting from victory, not for victory. However, play your part. Play your part. You think when Jesus was a carpenter, if he was mediocre, the day he was preaching and they saw him, they wouldn't have said, ah! The man that made the child that was not balanced in our house, they would have called him out. Because now he was a public figure. Some of us, if you know where God is taking you to in the future, you will do better with what you are doing now. Because where God is taking you to, people will call you out in the future and you may be a disgrace to God and his kingdom. But that will not be you. In the name of Jesus. Can we rise up on our feet tonight? We are still going to pray. Are we ready to pray tonight? Are you tired of praying? <laughs> oh, can we just pray in the Holy Ghost? Come on, pray out loud. Pray out loud. Hinda <laughs> Kalina ni nane kapades le roche le kalaros ke palagodishki diloma sombele kaparo de ganana moshke pande gida koteida oh rate kapala gido selemonte dilabash le parado shende le kopali andala baraba sonte endeli go brekete yegada bo shende la bahaya. De gobalo mantos ke paro de le montes ki bayada banda kote. Indos ke le monto paradayan. In Jesus name we pray. Can we have the 14th verse of the Exodus 17? Let me round up with this. I was going to skip it but the spirit of God directed me back to it. 14th verse please. Exodus 17, 14 and 14 verse. Let's read together one to go. And the Lord said unto Moses write this for a memorial in a book and rehearse it in the hears of joshua for i will utterly put out the remembrance of amalek from under heaven one of the ways to establish your victory is to document it i hear what i'm saying when god does something in your life write it down it's one of the reasons why we share testimonies see whatever you share you establish that's where everything God showed the people in um, Revelation. I think that's Revelation 1 and verse 11. When John the Beloved, when he saw a vision, Jesus told him, he said, what you see, write in a book. Not remember, write. Because your mind is not meant for storage, it's meant for creativity. Whatever you don't write, you will forget. And what is the purpose of writing it? Another day when you are confronted with a challenge, you go back to what you have documented. The same God that delivered me from this, he will deliver me from this next one. Sometimes you need to bring out your book of testimonies for yourself. 
in the place of prayers i said father you did this if you did that one you will do this one if you did that you can do this i hear what i'm saying so we're going to start out by praying tonight and i want us to sing the song we're going to start out from there matthew 3 and verse 16 that's where we're going to start out from praying tonight oh i love that song it's a prayer song matthew chapter 3 and verse 16 the bible says and jesus when he was baptized went up straightway out of the water and lo the heavens were opened unto him and they saw the spirit of god descending like a dove and lighting upon him over your life may the heavens be open in the name of jesus You have opened the heavens over me. Say open heaven. Open say father in the name of jesus in the remaining days of this year let the heavens be opened over my life and over the works of my hand come and lift up your voice and turn that into prayers father in the name of jesus in the remaining days of this year let the heavens be opened over my life let the heavens be opened over my family let the heavens be opened over the works of my hand so that where things have been difficult they have not become easy. They have not become effortless. Open heavens. Open heavens. From tonight, I operate. My God, open heavens. In the name of Jesus. From tonight, I operate. Under open heavens. In the name of Jesus. Heavens are open over my life, over my work, over my marriage, over my family, over the Gateway Church, over every member. Open heavens, open heavens, open heavens. In the name of Jesus. Open the heavens, open the heavens, open the heavens in the name of Jesus. Open the heavens, open the heavens, open the heavens. 
Et tu as l'image de ce prêt que tu l'as donné. Open heavens, open heavens, over my life, over my work, over my life, over my work. Nothing will be difficult for me in the name of Jesus. Selemana Bayakapaye, open abortion, July. August, September, October, November, December shall be open heaven's months in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Esther 7 and verse 10. Esther chapter 7 and verse 10. Korabalaba Shalebonon Teskiba. Esther chapter 7 and verse 10. The Bible says, so the angdeman on the gallows he had prepared for Mordecai. <laughs> ah, then was the king's wrath pacified. He prepared the gallows for who? Mordecai. Who did they hang on it? The one that prepared it. I'm going to say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh, you are not praying it like you ought to. Father, in the name of Jesus, scatter the plans of every unrepentant pursuers of my life destiny household and the gateway church once again the father in the name of jesus scattered the plans of every unrepentant pursuers of my life of my destiny of my household lift up your voice and turn that into prayers father in the name of jesus scatter the plans of every unrepentant pursuers everyone pursuing my family Pursue my destiny, pursue my children, pursue my wife, pursue every member of the Gateway Church. Scatter their plans. Every unrepentant pursuers of the Gateway Church. Scatter their plans in the name of Jesus. Scatter their plans. Scatter their plans. Scatter the plants. Scatter the plants. In the name of Jesus. Scatter the plan of every unrepentant pursuers. Oh, the shetelegeria. In the leposopeleria. Oh, Papa, you can't use the pandelebosata yadaba. Hora pandelebosiada. In the leposata yadaba. In Jesus' name we pray. In Daniel chapter 6 and verse 24. Daniel chapter 6 and verse 24. The Bible says, and the king commanded. And they brought those men which had accused Daniel and they cast them into the den of lions. Them, their children, and their wives, and the lions had mastery of them and broke all their bones in pieces. Or ever they came, that's old English translation for before they got to the bottom of the den. You are going to lift up your voice, say, Father, in the name of Jesus, on the authority of your word. I decree and declare that from this day, the very arrow that was shot at me, let it go back to the sender. Father, in the name of Jesus, on the authority of your word, I now decree and declare that from this very day, 
every arrow shot at me shot at my family shot at my business shot at my career shot at my family let it go back to the sender lift up your voice and turn that into prayers arrow is a figurative word whatever is targeted against me let it go back to the sender every arrow shot at me shot at the gateway church shot at every member of the gateway church let it go back to the sender let it go back let it go back let it go back back to the sender back to the sender back to the sender in the name of jesus every arrow shot at everyone totally connected to the gateway church go back to the sender in the name of Jesus, every hour, go back to the center. In the name of Jesus, skip Pala Bayendo, skip Patola Bayat, Paladesh Catholian, Ropala Badeketo, Yellow Bosha, and the Legate Bari and the Skepapalia, Ropapa Bayadabosha, Ege Legate Pali and the Paraba, Rotella Mashataya, Idelose. In the Lepoboroko Teli and the Bayan, in the Legedepo Soto Belli and the Bracote, Shelelelebon to Copaya, Papa Palico to Papaya, Shelegedeponta, in the Leposo Procate Yedeboshi, Oh Rabbi Adaba. In Jesus' name we are prayed. This year is our glory days. Isaiah 60 and verse 1. The Bible says, Arise shine for your light is come and the glory of the lord is risen upon me upon me you see if where you are sitting is restricting you where there is space you can't even come for just make sure you are praying i hear what i'm saying hebrews chapter 2 verse 6 to 7. the bible says but one in a certain place testified saying what is man that you are mindful of him or the son of man that you visited him he said you have made him a little lower than the angels you crowned him with what you guys are projecting the wrong thing basic you crowned him with what with glory and what and you have set him over the works of it so it means naturally it is human and demonic interference for the glory of a man not to spring forth god naturally created glory with every human being he said you have crowned him not you are going to you have already crowned him with glory the prayer is this i'm going to say father in the name of jesus remove from my life work family and household everything covering our glory once again say father in the name of jesus remove from my life remove from my work remove from my family remove from my household everything covering our glory lift up your voice and turn that into prayers remove everything covering our glory if it is a relationship whatever it is if it is an habit whatever it is whatever is covering our glory let it be removed whatever is covering the glory of the gateway church let it be removed in the name of jesus
Jesus. I shine my glory spirit forth in the name of Jesus. Oh, it's my glory days. It's my glory days. The glory of the Lord is upon my life. The glory of the Lord is upon my life. In the name of Jesus. Everything covering that glory upon my life. Let it be removed. Let it be removed. Let it be removed. In the name of Jesus. Everything covering my glory be removed. Everything covering the glory of my family be removed. In the name of Jesus. In this second half, my glory springs forth. My glory springs forth. My glory springs forth. In the name of Jesus. Let my glory springs forth. Let the glory of my work spring forth. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. The, the song that came to my mind is a Yoruba song. I don't even know it. Jeko go reyo. before I make some prophetic declarations Isaiah 42 and verse 8 Isaiah chapter 42 and verse 8 the Bible says I am the Lord that is my name and my glory I will not give to another neither my praise to graven images this prayer is a very serious prayer the prayer we are about to pray next We're going to say father in the name of jesus shut down every help that wants to steal your glory in my life once again say father in the name of jesus shut down every help that wants to see your glory in my life 
lift up your voice and turn that into prayers father in the name of jesus father every help that wants to see your glory in my life in the name of jesus in jesus name we pray let me tell us a story i told my wife i was going to share that story i think tonight is the night i'll share the story when we're going to move here as a church that was i think it was last year we got here right it already feels longer than that <laughs> um for those of us that were the, at the old church you know moving us and uh, moving here for us was a big move just keep playing the strings maybe not the drums but every other thing can keep playing so i remember then against the counsel of my I'm, I'm someone that i love planning like seven steps ahead and i hate being stranded i hate being surprised you know so there was someone you know in the whole church that i just felt oh of course this person you know is in a position whereby <laughs> you know i could just talk to because the person was very close i don't want to give too much information because if i explain further than that someone must know who i'm talking about you know so the person works in a financial institution so at that point i just told the person i said okay because of we want to move and everything that oh your organization you guys give out loans and everything so i said you know what um how much can we get you know for the move and first lady said you don't do this don't do that so the person said okay um we need your account statements you know blah 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 so i had the discussion with first lady i said you know what let's use your own business account statements so we send the account statement to the person the reason why i'm explaining this is so that you will understand the prayer we're about to pray so that you will pray it well you know what happened is after we send everything the person just shut down never got back never received calls just kept posting and i was just laughing you know why because what the person did not know that only first lady knew was that we didn't need the money for the move I only wanted that money in case of emergency. In fact, everybody's hearing that story for the first time. No leader, I never said that story. That money was just needed because I had been in a point whereby, oh, some I'm caught unawares. Even the person didn't know. So the person thought that without that money, the gateway church was never going to move here. Why did I come to that conclusion? Since the day we moved, the person has never been here. The person just disappeared, went off the radar. And one day, first lady was having a meeting here with our industry people. And one of those people came. And when the person got here, the person was like, She boss up, said it in Yoruba. She boss up, passed that and her first lady won the way. What that means in Yoruba is, but they said, Pastor and first lady, that they don't have money, that they are looking for money. I stand here to tell you, we moved here debt free. And we are still debt free. You know why i said we should pray that prayer if the person had given us the money the person would have even said she made us to move here that glory would never have been god's glory to never have been god's glory so you are going to pray that every help there are some helps and let me tell you this human help is limited human help is what is limited they're going to pray that every help that wants to steal god's glory in my life 
Father, by your own mercy, shut it down. Shut it down. Lift up your voice and turn that into prayers. Every hell <laughs> that wants to see your glory, shut it down. Shut it down. Let it be obvious you are my helper. Let it be obvious you are my helper. Shut down every hell that wants to see your glory. In the name of Jesus. Shut down every hell that wants to see your glory in my life. Oh, let no one be able to take your glory. Let no one be able to say I made him rich. Let my lifting be ascribed only to you. Oh, Shut down every help that wants to see your glory in my life. Shut down every help that wants to see your glory in my life. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. You know, I remember that day when first lady came home and told me what the person said. I just laughed. I looked at her and said, you and I know how much of our personal money. Some of the leaders know. Last year we were having a meeting and I told them how much of our personal money. I remember there was a day first lady and I, I was telling the leaders, I first lady needed to go somewhere. So I said, I want to take public transport. They said, ah, pastor, I can't take public transport. I said, if Gateway gives us half of the money we put here last year, I will buy a second car now, not a small ticket to get car. I want to pray for you. And I want you to receive this with a open heart. Oh, Maliko Parabasha. Hindala Bakoso Prediada. You will not go to your enemy for help. In the name of Jesus. Ah, <laughs> that's a big prayer. In this year 2023 and beyond, if you have done it before, never again. <laughs> you will not be moved to a point where you will go to your enemy for help. In the name of Jesus. God will raise up for you his own helpers. In the name of Jesus. You will not be stranded. You will not be disappointed. You will not be ashamed. For every goal, for every project, you receive supernatural funding. In the name of Jesus. For every struggling business, receive life. Receive life. Receive life. In the name of Jesus. God took Ezekiel to the valley of dry bones. God asked him. So can these bones live? He said, God, only you know. God said, it's not about what I know. It's about the words that is spoken. The Bible says, as Ezekiel began to speak, bones began to come to bone. Flesh began to come to flesh. I decree and declare, wherever your blessings are, let them begin to find you. Wherever your helpers are, let them begin to locate you. Because the Bible says, wherever the bone was, they located each other. I decree and I declare that from tonight, let everything you need begin to gravitate towards you. In 
in the name of Jesus. When you need it, they will be supplied. From today, begin to enjoy on time provision, on time supplies, on time provisions, on time supplies, on time provisions, on time supplies. In the name of Jesus. I don't know why some Yoruba songs are just coming to me. <laughs> As an old song they used to sing when I was growing up. Now I grew up going to the mountains. It says, What that simply means is that your hand will not get to the bottom of your pocket. It means you will know no lack. In the name of Jesus. You will spend out of surplus. Oh, you used to have, they used to have, they used to have three cars. Now they are working. That will not be your story. In the name of Jesus. For everywhere God has lifted you, be lifted higher. Be lifted higher. Be lifted higher. Be lifted higher. You will never know a better yesterday. You will never know a better last month. You will never know a better last year in business in career financially socially maritally spiritually i said get better go forward get bigger in the name of jesus the expectation of the enemies will not come to pass in the name of jesus everyone waiting to see you come down they will forever see you rise in the name of Jesus, everyone waiting for your businesses to close down. They will see you open multiple centers. They will see you have franchises. In the name of Jesus, your elevation and lifting will give some people at attack this year. In the name of Jesus, oh, somebody didn't hear what I just said. Your lifting and elevation, it will give some people at attack. In the name of Jesus, your lifting will be unbelievable. Your testimony will sound like a lie. Your lifting will be unbelievable. Your testimony will sound like a lie. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> oh dear. There is such a thing as a testimony that sounds like a lie. My pastor was sharing with us a testimony. One of his sons in ministry, one of the members of their church, made an investment many years ago in a tech company. He had even forgotten. Just called him in the night early last year and said, Rev, it has happened. I can't sleep. He said, What is it that you can't sleep? Sent the screenshot. Seven. No, what is seven? Eight figures in dollars. He said, I can't sleep. Everyone said, you can't sleep. Me, I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> Someone will get the testimony before the end of this year. That you will not be able to sleep. In the name of Jesus. Not because you, will, you don't want to sleep, but the, the excitement will be too much. The thanksgiving and gratitude will keep you awake. In the name of Jesus. Before the end of the third quarter of this year. Between July, before we enter into the Empire months, I will rejoice with you. I will celebrate with you. 
I will rejoice with you. I will celebrate with you. In the name of Jesus. What you have had God do in the life of others, He will do much more for you. In the name of Jesus. You will not be disappointed. You will not be ashamed. Increase is here. 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 Career increase. Business increase. Financial increase. In the name of Jesus. Notable increase. Undeniable increase. Self-announcing increase. More and more increase. In the name of Jesus. Increase when you're going out. Increase when you're coming in. Increase when you are asleep. Increase when you are awake. In the name of Jesus. Oh, somebody give him the thanks. Oh, we bless your name. We bless your name. Let's bring out our expectation cards. The Bible says, For surely there is an end. And your expectations shall not be cut off. How many of us you don't have an expectation card? Can you please wave? Or I think we'll make more copies available tomorrow. Alright. So if you don't have the expectation card, just place your hand on, on your chest. Let's put it on the floor and you're going to stand on it. That is how those expectations will fall before you. In the name of Jesus. There will be a testimony. It's a prophetic action. Stand on it. The Bible says, who are you, O mountain, before Zerubbabel? It said, you shall become a pillar, And you shall bring forth the stone. Thereof, shouting, grace, grace unto it. We're going to pray tonight saying, Father, by your grace, let all these expectations become a testimony. Lift up your voice and turn that into prayers. Father, in the name of Jesus, by your grace, let all these expectations become a testimony. By your grace, not by might, not by power, not by strength, but by your grace, cause every of these expectations to become a testimony. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Maliko Papariaga. Selemande Kopandelemande Setelia. Reota Manikapaya. Oleso Selema Atakopani. Supregetelendes Kapana Koplehinoska. Rotatapaya. By your grace, let every of these expectations become a testimony. In the name of Jesus. Selemande Kopaya. In Jesus' name we are praying. Pick it up and wave it to God in gratitude. Thanksgiving is a demonstration of faith. Thank you because it is done. Thank you because it is done. We give you the thanks. We give you the praise. We give you the thanks. We give you the praise. We give you glory, Lord, as we worship you. 